gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe here in this great hall of justice. Superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the Hall of Justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them like actually fighting crime. Seth Everett is the best there is at what he does, bub. And what he does is the Hall of Justice podcast. Go, go, go with a smile. Hey there, welcome to another edition of the Hall of Justice. This is episode 286. Thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you so much for listening to this fun podcast. And this is going to either make you laugh or make you cry. We are going back into the world of animation. You know, back in 2003, so that's 19 years ago, there was a cartoon that came out on Cartoon Network, and it was called Teen Titans. And from that, they did 65 episodes. It was a great series. It was a mixture of humor, and it was, it was comedy, but not over-the-top comedy. Glenn Murakami was involved. Bruce Timm was involved. People always debated whether or not Teen Titans was in the DC Animated Universe continuity. And the cast, Scott Menville played Robin. Tara Strong played Raven. Carrie Payton played Cyborg. Hinden Walsh played Starfire. And today's guest, Greg Sipes, played Beast Boy. Now that show ended after 65 episodes. Then there was the movie Teen Titans Trouble in Tokyo, and in 2006, people thought it was over. So seven years later, in 2013, they created Teen Titans Go, and Greg Sipes was hysterical as Beast Boy. Then there was the theatrical film Teen Titans Go to the Movies. That was a great movie where the Teen Titans said that you wouldn't be taken seriously unless you had a superhero movie because of the craze of superhero movies. Best part of that is a Stan Lee cameo. Then there was Teen Titans Go! versus Teen Titans, where the characters from the original series fought the characters from the comedy series, and that was hysterical. And now there is a new film. Teen Titans Go! and DC Superhero Girls Mayhem in the Multiverse. It was released this week on DVD. It's on May 28th on Cartoon Network and June 28th on HBO Max. So if you're listening to this podcast when it's released, there's a brand new film. If you're listening to this in the future, do me a favor. Let me know how The Flying Car is and also tell me how this movie did in the box office and also on streaming services. It looks great. Uh, Lex Luthor sets up the Legion of Doom. And they have to cross dimensions, and the DC superhero girls find the Teen Titans, but it's the Teen Titans from Teen Titans Go, and hilarity ensues. We talked to Will Friedel, uh, who plays Lex Luthor. He also plays Aquaman. Uh, Kimberly Brooks plays Bumblebee. Uh, Keith Ferguson plays Batman. 
The great Greg Griffin plays Wonder Woman. Phil Lamar plays uh, The Flash, a Hawkman, and John Stewart, Green Lantern, a role he's familiar with, and also a Hall of Justice veteran. Max Middleman is Clark Kent and Superman. It's Teen Titans Go and DC Superhero Girls Mayhem in the Multiverse. Greg Sipes has been Beast Boy throughout. He's also been Beast Boy in Young Justice. He's done live action stuff, and he is with us here. He is the first of the Teen Titans to do an episode of the Hall of Justice podcast. And as promised, we welcome in Greg Sipes to the show. Uh, this is the first of the Teen Titans to be on this podcast. We always thought Tara Strong would have been first. Greg Sipes is the winner. And so we welcome Greg to the podcast right here on the Hall of Justice. Greg, first of all, it's great to meet you, man. Thanks for doing this and welcome. Yo, 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 what's happening? I'm happy to be here. I'm cruising through New York real time and uh, here to, to speak with you and have some fun. I'm going to put you down right here. Get a good view. Okay. <laughs> relax, relieve, relax, and repeat. That's what I'm talking about. There's a little <laughs> saying. It's all about peace, loving animals. You know what I mean? Can you believe that you have been playing that character for as long as you have? I mean, when the first show ended, did you think you would say goodbye to that character forever? My experience with Beast Boy has been miracle after miracle after miracle becoming uh, real. And when we got the opportunity to bring it to life again with Teen Titans Go, it was just another personification of another miracle. And um, I'm so grateful because it's, it's such an evergreen experience to to be a part of over and over and over. Being the first actor to ever bring Beast Boy to life and making Beast Boy who he is today, you know, co-creating this character with DC and Warner Brothers has been one of the greatest gifts of, gifts I've ever received. And even now doing a movie with a superhero, DC superhero girls is like, again, just so fun and special. And it just works because Beast Boy and our Teen Titans kind of just work anywhere you put them now. And we've proven that over and over and over and over. Well, it's the third movie. It's the it, it, you've had eight or nine seasons of the show. Uh, the second show, you had four seasons of the first show, which has gotten new life on HBO Max. And it and now you're doing Beast Boy in Young Justice. So there's so much to cover. But I think the best way to start this is you mentioned co-creating. Did when the when the first show ended. And they talked about doing the comedic one. Did they come to you? Did they think you were going to do it? Like, like how much input did you have on his, on his voice tone, on every, on, on his speech pattern, all of that? Everything. I have full creative freedom to bring him to life. Every realm, whether it's Young Justice or Teen Titans Go or the original Teen Titans, it's always been, hey, Greg, bring more of you to him in this new way whether it's uh, the catchphrases that I come up with or episode ideas or collaborating and writing big songs like Waffles or Fade Away or uh, BB Ray or Fiddle With It. All of it's been just a, a green light go for me to be, able to, have, to be able to have creative freedom to just bring Beast Boy to life and um, bring, bring all of who I am to him in, in, this, in, the, in the so many different versions and realms. This is going to sound like a strange question, but does that do, do all five of you have that kind of free for all? Like, did, does Scott have it? Carrie Payton and Tara and him? Uh, does everybody have that kind of freedom? 
yeah, they actually do. Everybody's got it, but I feel like Beast Boy been the one that's kind of pushed the envelope <laughs> to uh, trying new things. I think that's again my favorite part of who Beast Boy is, is that he's he's so spontaneous and wild and free, and all the greatest qualities in the universe are in him, like every animal has, but especially dogs. So I'm I'm constantly channeling my dog Wingman into the role of Beast Boy. Wingman is in every recording session, every business meeting, every Comic Con, and he's he's like the other Titan, and um. So I just give him all glory all the time. And he's now Beast Boy's um, uh, support animal, his PTSD emotional support animal on Young Justice, which is really special and so cool because it, it was a prayer of mine. And I, I mentioned to the, the, the team at DC and Warner Brothers when I was recording Young Justice that Beast Boy, he needed a, an emotion, he needed a support animal so let's let's go ahead and put Wingman in the show as Beast Boy's emotional support animal to help him through the trauma that he goes through in Young Justice. And they took it and they made it real. And it's not the first time. And I'm so grateful that DC and Warner Brothers trust me so much and honors me to be able to kind of listen to my my wild, crazy thoughts and they bring them to life. You know, everybody who does voice work. Uh, you know, has a has a, a story to tell. Uh, what I was fascinated was uh, fascinated by in just doing my reading is that the first major role that you had was Beast Boy. You've done other things since then, but the first major role was Beast Boy, something you're still doing now. Um, was this something that you were pursuing? Did you have your heart set on voice work? Did you have your heart set on acting in general? What was your thought process going into this what has become this long career? Well, I grew up in Disney World. I was raised by cartoon characters. Um, I've always been a prankster, a joker, and uh, I've always loved animals. So when it comes to like Beast Boy specifically, he was always in me, ready to come out. I never, I never ever did his voice before the audition. My first animation audition was Beast Boy. And yo, out came his voice, yo. Never ever did it before. He was in there ready to be birthed. And I feel like that's that's um, that's that's why I'm, I'm where I'm at is because the universe has a, has a bigger plan for me and, and what I'm channeling as Beast Boy and all these other characters that I get to help bring to life, like Michelangelo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Iron Fist from Spider-Man or whatever it may be. That's right. You were in the uh, ultimate Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. You uh, playing playing Iron Fist. Uh, I, I remember yeah. uh, seeing that in the credits, and I wasn't sure that it was such a departure uh, from from Beast Boy. the The first show was, you know, in the it was a superhero show. I mean, it was supposed to be funny, you know, and they were they were always interested in pizza, and you know, like they were they were go goofy lines, but there was some serious plots in that show. Um, did you ever think at that point? Boy, this would be funny if it was just a straight comedy. Always. For me, comedy is the most healing thing on planet Earth. Music and comedy are everything. And that's really kind of why Beast Boy is so amazing because he's allowed uh, for that to kind of combine and be personified on our show in so many ways now. You know, um, 
it's just like it's so it's so it's so special to see what the universe has in store for these these characters, and in a movie like the DC Superhero Girls, is just another reason why it's so special. Because again, you put us anywhere, and it just rocks. We could be in any situation, anywhere with any characters, whether it's you know uh, any any character from DC World or the Warner Brothers catalog, and we just we can coexist with it and 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 make it even cooler and better just because of who we are. This episode of the Hall of Justice is brought to you by our friends at Smile Brilliant. Did you know that 40 million people, that's not the audience of the podcast, don't worry, we have few million, but they are damaging their teeth because of night grinding in their sleep or day clenching at work. I grinded my teeth and now I have one of my front teeth is a little bigger than the other one. And to fix it and to make it even would be very costly and wouldn't be really permanent. If you grind your teeth, you're damaging your enamel. You're inviting infections, cavities, and lifelong tooth sensitivity. Preventing the damage is much easier than seeking a cure. Stop the damage with custom-fitted night guards using Smile Brilliant's lab-directed process from the comfort of your own home. Go to the website, smilebrilliant.com, and use the promo code HOJ for Hall of Justice. You can get 20% off the entire site. A digital model of your teeth is kept on file, so reordering is easy and affordable. Use HOJ at checkout for the Hall of Justice for 20% off site-wide. Teeth don't regrow, so once you grind through them, that's all you get. Do something easy to prevent a potential problem that will really impact your entire life. 40 million people are impacted by this thing. I guarantee you, the listeners of the Hall of Justice really, really benefit. Use the promo code HOJ for Hall of Justice. That's www.smilebrilliant.com. The promo code is HOJ. Now back to the show. It's the third um, the movie. The, the first movie with Teen Titans go to the movies was hysterical. I mean, just Thank the idea that you know they they they, they you don't re, you don't arrive as a superhero unless you have a movie. And I love when uh, Stan Lee makes the cameo. Yeah, <laughs> just, we've I'm not so supposed to be in this. Cameras. This is a DC thing. What am I doing here? I know, and I love that. I love that I've got to hang out with Stanley so many times, and again to bring Iron Fist to life, and yeah, dog rest his soul. But it's so cool to have him, Stanley, on Teen Titans Go to the movies. That was, and then so cool. And then you brought the two, the two series together with Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans, and just the, the idea of it was, it was literally like. They, they looked at social media and they thought, what would social media like? And they found that idea, the idea of, of which is a better show. Well, let's have them battle it out on screen. Well, yeah, that's the thing with our show as well is the fans really do dictate what happens when Teen Titans went away. Um, when we are on a long hiatus from making new episodes of the original show before Teen Titans Go showed up. Um, Cartoon Network received more actual handwritten fan mail to bring back our show than any other show in the history of Warner Brothers DC um, shows. And that really is what inspired uh, this moment now because if it wasn't for the fans demanding that they want, you know, they want to see more Teen Titans, they want, they want more Beast Boy, it wouldn't have happened. 
what can you tell us about the future of this? I mean, how, how much, how many more stories can you tell? Infinite stories. <laughs> Infinite. It's so cool because again, we've kind of proven that, that, that it works even, you know, being uh, Greg Sipes as a cartoon character, as myself showing up in the DC world, talking well, to myself. Too. I remember that. I remember that. As Beast Boy, which I've done a couple of times, just works. Everything works with us. And that you can't, you can't really do that with many properties that I've seen in existence, but the Teen Titans go to Teen Titans go crew, the Teen Titans, we just, we just, um, we just worked. And I think it really has to do with our cast. We're a family. We've been working together for over 20 years. We love each other so much and we are these characters. So it's like, you can put us anywhere and we're going to live. You know, you mentioned the other, the other cast members and it, it really was funny. You know, when when the when the film got announced, when the superhero girls, for, you know, DC superhero girls versus Teen Titans uh, movie came, was was announced, uh, you know, the the folks at Warner Brothers, the amazing folks at Warner Brothers, they reached out to me and they said, "Do you do you, do you have a preference of who you'd want to talk to?" And I said, "What are you talking about? All of them? Like it seems like all of you have such unique personalities and are so different with each other." I would imagine each one of the conversations with each cast member would be completely different from the other ones. Yeah, we're all so different, but so alike. And uh, that's that's the special thing about our show, the diversity of our personalities and where we come from makes these characters so special and unique and so authentic. My, my favorite uh, Teen Titans Go moment is actually an idea I've had about a podcast that I've talked about uh, you know, for years now, uh, I was amazed when LeBron James was on your show. Yeah, we had LeBron James on the show. So many great guest stars. But do you know the, the, the origin of that or how that came about? Yeah, he's a big he watches the show with right. his children. He watches the show. And in the NBA finals, he tweeted about a Teen Titans go marathon to celebrate a Cavaliers victory. This is when he was with Cleveland. Yeah, I remember that. And yeah. the, the creators of, of Teen Titans Go replied to him and said, you watch our show? Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, absolutely. And the next thing you know, they set it up. And I don't know how much of that episode you remember, but the rules were he could only walk when, when uh, dribbling because otherwise that would be traveling. And he uh, had to say the words dribble, dribble, dribble. Yeah, I mean, we are, we are so silly. And the fact that people like LeBron James is willing to get on our show and be silly with us is so, so freaking cool. Well, I, I'll say that I have uh, two daughters and I, you know, I'm on record as saying they've never seen LeBron James play basketball. And if I went up to them right now and I said, who's your favorite basketball player? It's LeBron James. And it's only because of Teen Titans Go. Yeah. LeBron James owes us a lot. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Tell me about uh, your upbringing. Tell me about, yeah, you, you know, you, you're, you're from California, correct? Yes, I'm originally actually from South Florida. I have nine brothers and sisters. We grew up in a camper traveling across America. Oh, my goodness. Going to all the different baseball games and theme parks. So I had the most <laughs> amazing childhood growing up with my family, having a great time and um, seeing America. And, uh, you know, I started doing voices actually then on my dad's CB in the camper, you'd let me get on the CB radio 
and mess with truck drivers. And that's kind of where it all started. <laughs> He's like, one day you're going to do cartoons. And, and, uh, and now here I am making uh, thousands of cartoons, which is that's really cool. True. It all started with prank calling. That's wild. When, when you were in school, did you start, when did you start going on auditions? I started acting very young in musical theater and commercial work in South Florida. My grandparents were in the industry. My dad was a young television director. My grandpa was the first, uh, he was a wizard in the first Superboy series. My grandma was in Frank Sinatra movies with little bit parts. The live action Superboy series or the cartoon? No, the live action. Oh, no way. So I was always kind of Gerard Christopher. Yeah, I was always inspired to be in the entertainment business. And what happened was I realized how powerful it is to be able to control what people hear and see because that's what creates our reality. And my inclination was to get into making my own content, making my own movies, making my own TV shows, making my own music. And it's just been a journey um, towards doing that now every day. That's all I do is I I make make cartoons, not just for Warner Brothers and Disney and whoever it may be, but my own stuff. And it's so fun. And it's only because I've learned from huge successful shows like Teen Titans Go to be able to actually pull off such amazing, you know, stuff that I feel like I'm doing now. I just have to state for the record here that you have been walking the entire time we've been uh, talking and you have not lost your breath once. Like you must be in impeccable shape. I think I'm in pretty good shape. <laughs> like you've just been going like you haven't stopped. Like I've asked you a question and you've either had a short answer or a long answer and you haven't stopped moving either way. Brother, this is I'm two hours into doing interviews too. <laughs> You've been doing this for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> so you can That's, see how not you can see how natural this is is for me. How I was born for this moment. <laughs> you're um. You, so okay. So your family, you come from a close family, and you decided to go into this this business where there can be facing all kinds of disappointment, and oh yeah, you know. You seem you seem to be the guy that can roll with the nose as much as the yeses. Yeah, I think that's that's something everybody has to get comfortable with is the fact that there's always going to be nos and there's always going to be yeses. And the most important part of it all is is to know what you want because if you know what you want, the universe will give you everything you've ever wanted and you'll receive it in a way you never could have imagined, better than you could have imagined every time. But you have to know what you want. And I always know what I want. I want a lot of things and they all come to me and I get them in a way that I never could have imagined. And it's not always yeses. There's a lot of no's, but eventually you get this thing that you're wanting and you get it in a way you never could have imagined. So you just got to accept the fact that the universe will provide. The universe does say yes when you say yes. So besides uh, acting and voice acting, what are some of these things that you want? What are, what are some of the things that you're, you're anxious to do with your life besides, you know, just being cartoons? Well, again, my body is my, ve- my tool, my, my vehicle. And for anybody that's wanting to kind of create the rea- a new reality or any reality they want to live in, it requires a, um, a high vibrational frequency to kind of be a magnetic pull to what you're wanting. So being healthy, happy, and holy is critical to success in my opinion and my experience and i feel like sharing 
my journey with people. I'm writing a book right now. I'm launching a, a whole charitable organization called Dog Blessed, where we pay for the dog adoption fees for the, the person in need that needs the dog adoption fees covered. We pay for the dog food. And then we actually pay for the, the human to take care of the dog. So your only job is to take care of a dog. And we train you, we, we certify you on how to serve dog. And then uh, we pay you to take care of the dog. My, I feel like that's one of the greatest legacy things I can ever leave behind is an organization that does that, with pays for dog adoption fees, pays for the dog food, and then pays the human to take care of the dog. I would love a society that has a lot more dogs in it and people being paid to take care of dogs. We would live in a much more heavenly, heavenly place. And I feel like that's actually something that's doable. Even if it's, you know, as small as we've affected right now, where I've, I've kind of given like um, support to about, you know, 10 different people and we feed 10 different dogs and we pay for adoption fees with this concept. I feel like eventually it can grow into 10,000 people being uh, assisted and then 100,000 people and then a million people and then all of a sudden we are living in a new reality because of a simple idea like this where people are being paid by you know a community of people that love dogs to take care and save dogs lives which essentially in my opinion is how I stay alive as well my dog wingman here Wow. He's the greatest gift. He's the greatest gift I've ever ever received. I I also have to tell you that uh, as I've been watching you tell that answer that question, I can yeah. see people walking in the reflection of your glasses. Yeah, you can see them walking. And so I'm checking out. Right? <laughs> I'm like wondering if they're going with you or against you. And <laughs> I'm playing they're, they're this all, whole little game in my head while I'm having this conversation with you. I love it. <laughs> I've never done a walking podcast. So this is cool. No, I've never had a, a guest walking while this is happening. The magic of uh, technology. Let's have some fun before we uh, wrap this up. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the catchphrases that you came up with that are your favorites. Uh, things that Beast Boy says, uh, the, the rap phrases, the, 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 the minds and uh, all, all the things that he says and all the things I, I just thought um, just what are your favorites and, and, and what can you say? Well, I came up with the catchphrase, you know, or using the word mama, calling everybody yeah. a mama, whatever, whether you're a boy hey, or a girl. <laughs> yeah, mama is because I wanted people to realize they're all connected to Mother Earth. We are all Mother Earth and we are all mama. We need to take care of Mother Earth. So I, I ninja the put that into his vocabulary and used often. And then also that's what's up. I came up with, yeah. yo, that's what's up, which is a, a big deal. Uh -huh. And then one of my favorite uh, catchphrases that I also came up with is Buyakasha from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They wanted a new catchphrase. And as Michelangelo, yeah, I yeah. came up with Buyakasha. <laughs> and, uh, and also going back to Beast Boy, um, I'm not a good speller or not even a great speaker. <laughs> most of the time although I'm, 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 I'm hanging in there right now uh his, his, beast boy gives me the ability to be as messy as possible with what i'm saying and it just works really well so in a lot of ways i'm responsible for a lot of kids getting f's in english class yes <laughs>
<laughs> very nice. I liked in the uh, I always wanted uh, Beast Boy's love for Raven. Like, yeah, the Mama Robin Ray. was always into Starfire and, and Beast Boy was always into Raven. Yeah, and it's because me and Tara Strong started that whole ship. Me and Tara Strong actually have a podcast on Rooster Teeth uh, called oh, no Ship, it, ship It Show, which is worth checking out. But it's basically our love for each other personified in a show that honors, you know, people that ship all the different fandoms. Tara's uh, Tara was on the podcast when we did Batman Beyond or mm-hmm. Batman, the animated series. I think it was Batman, the animated series. And then uh, when Stan Lee passed, she actually uh, commented uh, on the pat, you know, in our memorial, uh, you know, podcast that we did for Stan Lee. Uh, yeah. And she uh, she was one of the people who uh, had come on. So she technically had been on. We just never did a Tara Strong centric episode like we're doing a Greg Sipes centric podcast actually you're doing a wingman eccentric podcast and a wiener wiener dogs wiener dogs wiener dogs <laughs> last thing um social media uh do you love it do you hate it is it a cesspool what, what what's your feeling on social media social media is uh, an available energy that could be used for good or bad like anything else i personally um i'm grateful for it but i also fantasize about a day when I don't have to use social media or the phone period. But again, right now it's really special and working out for me to be able to utilize technology to communicate with you all in this way. So like anything else, social media is just an available energy that can be used for good or bad. And I use it for good as much as there's bad everywhere throughout all the whole universe is always dark and light. It's, It's always a choice. So I use it for good and I enjoy it and I'm grateful for it. And you can find me everywhere at Greg Sipes. <laughs> there you go. That was a, that was my, my next question. And if anybody has any uh, uh, issues with anything they heard in this podcast, make sure you reach out to Greg directly and leave me the heck out of it. There you go. <laughs> Greg, thanks so much for your time. Good luck with uh, with the superhero girls movie and uh, future seasons of Teen Titans Go. Uh, all I know is. Uh, I continue to see it and I continue to watch and I watch with my kids and uh, it's been a legacy that way, way exceeded what we thought when that first show had come to an end. I thought I'd never see this character again. And here he is. He just keeps on going. And uh, like you, you keep on going. When we're done, will you stop walking for like a minute? No, I'll never stop. I'm on a walking tour across the market. If you, if, you can, if you chime in with me tomorrow, I'll be in Idaho. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I do have I do have more to walk, but this is the day to walk. It's just so perfect here, and uh, I'm grateful again for our time together. Thank you everybody for watching, listening, and watching our movie, and uh, all your love that you share with me all the time as my fans. I appreciate you. God bless you all. Don't forget. Go to wherever you can get Blu-ray and DVD, Teen Titans Go, and DC Superhero Girls, Mayhem in the Multiverse. It's on Cartoon Network May 28th. It's on HBO Max June 28th, and uh, it's hysterical, and these guys are great. Greg Sipes, there is no one like him. (laughs) There's nobody like Greg Sipes. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week.